Trigger warning, the Resilience Project provides an open space for people to share their personal experiences. Some content in this podcast may include topics that you may find difficult. The listener's discretion is advised. Hello, friends. Welcome to Radical Resilience, a weekly show where I, Blair Kaplan Venables, have inspirational conversations with people who have survived life's most challenging times. We all have the ability to be resilient and bounce forward from a difficult experience. And these conversations prove just that. Get ready to dive into these life-changing moments while strengthening your resilience muscle and getting raw and real. Welcome back to another episode of Radical Resilience. It's me, Blair Kaplan Venables, and I'm here today to talk to my friend, Megan. So I'm really excited about this chat because we had a business chat. She like entered my world on the internet. Just so you know, every person that comes into this podcast fills out a form. And sometimes people are filling out this form who I've never met before. And one of the questions is, how did you hear about us? And one of the answers is internet. So we are internet friends. And it's cool because I'm in Canada. She's down in Hawaii. Um, But Megan's amazing. So goal-driven women hire Megan Nolan to leverage the power of intentional pauses to feel amazing in their bodies and be holistically healthy and successful. She is the creator of the power pause method that combines the tools of yoga, movement, breathwork, and mental fitness to help them be more productive and profitable. And what I'm so excited about is that we're going to talk about her story, but also how the systems she created can help you. So this is kind of like a twofold episode where we're diving into her story, Megan's story, but also you're going to walk away feeling inspired and, you know, with things that you could implement to start to feel better, start to feel better and happier and healthier and move the needle. So I am so excited. So Megan, hi. Hi, I'm so excited too. Thank you so much for having me, internet friend. Oh, you're my friend of the internet. You know, for it's so interesting, like during the pandemic, like most of my new connections, clients and friends are internet friends. And, you know, I was just on a media tour in June and I met some of my internet friends in person and it was so weird. Some people were just so tall and, you know, I got a lot of, Oh, you're shorter than I imagined. But anyways, I love my internet friends and you know, it's cool like that you're in Hawaii because like, obviously it's Hawaii. So that's extra rad, but I want to talk about your story. So, you know, um, we, we were talking about the, the end goal, like what you're doing now, but walk us through like where did it start? What, where was life like? What happened? Yes, for sure. Thank you. So I think that many of your listeners are going to be able to relate to this. When I found myself in this literal, like crumpled heap on the floor, crying mess, like, what am I doing? I don't know why none of this is working. Ah, I'm trying everything. And literally was so exhausted, physically exhausted, emotionally exhausted, and felt like I was literally just pouring everything I had into my life and my work and my business. And it was just kind of sinking right out the bottom. And it was in a moment of that complete exhaustion and desperation and just like, what the fuck? Like, ah, feeling is that I was laying there and, you know, I asked my angels and, you know, perhaps put in whatever word you like there, angels, guide, universe, God, whatever. I asked for support 
And then I kind of just left it because I was like, I don't know what to do with myself. This is insane. And I was watching this leaf that was attached to maybe a spider web, right? As you mentioned, I live in Hawaii, so there's tropical, everything's everywhere. And it literally was just whipping around in a circle. I'm like, that's what I feel like. I feel so spun right now that I just don't know what to do to go forward. And I kept hearing, this is not your path. You can't go on like this there's got to be a better way. And I was like, yeah, clearly, because this is not working. (laughs) I literally had nothing left. And I was so just burnt out, worn out. And I'm laying there one morning in the middle of just completely exhausted. And I realized that what I had been doing of just pouring myself out, I was so incredibly depleted and I had lost my zest for whatever I was doing, you know? And so for me, that was where it kind of all started from. And I don't know if you can relate to that, but I'm sure some of your guests definitely can too. So, wow. Thank you for sharing. So you, you were in a crumpled mess on the ground, but what was life like? What were you doing for work? What was going on in your personal life? Like what were those things that, that led you to that gravity taking over? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. I'll give you some more backstory on that is that I was growing my business simultaneously working for somebody else Mm. and being somebody who loves to say yes and to please and, you know, make things copacetic and easy. I was just, my boundaries just went boundaries yeah boundaries were non-existent and so literally in the middle of the night waking up frantically you know in that moment of your brain just kind of like running through every mistake you've ever made in your life or all the things you forgot to do yesterday and was not getting any rest getting any sleep and I was dealing with this internal struggle of being a yoga teacher and personal trainer and being so exhausted that I literally could do nothing and I would lay on the yoga mat and I'm like well, some yoga teacher, you you don't even do any yoga, you know, and that shitty committee, as I call them, running the show, running the mic inside my head and just having its way and recognizing like, okay, this is not how I want to show up. It's certainly not how I want to feel. And had that sort of line in the sand moment of like, okay, I want, I really want to get up from this. I really want to practice what I preach. I really want to recognize how resistant or excuse me, how resilient I am and how resistant I was being to my own knowledge and growth and potentiality because I was so stuck in the story of my head and also so freaking exhausted that I started to take a different look at the way I was living my life. Because I know, you know, many of your listeners, for me at least, I was like, hashtag doing all the things. I was reading the books. I was doing the journaling. I got all the pump me up post notes on my mirror, you know, and I'm like trying all of it. But I'm realizing that like without that inner decision Mm -hmm. to recognize how amazing and resilient you already are, then all of it just kind of washes over your head. Wow. Yes. Oh my gosh. Thank you for sharing. And I think you just actually like, what's really important is I want to highlight that you are a yoga instructor. You're teaching yoga. You are in the health space and you had the tools and you still went through that and that this just shows that anyone could go through it. Right. Like doctors need doctors. Mm-hmm. And I also want to point out something like that I've noticed. So I love yoga. I started my yoga journey in 2005. And what I love about yoga is that when I'm on the mat, it's just me in the mat. My phone is down like for that 60 minutes, 90 minutes, 75 minutes, 10 minutes, whatever. And it's me in the mat. 
And sometimes the challenge is just getting to the mat. And sometimes the challenge is moving while I'm on the mat. And I think, you know, it's interesting because I can relate to the, like, you know, not the proverbial lying in the mat, like what kind of yoga teacher I am, like when it comes to social media, because I, in the same way I've hit burnout before where like, I don't want to post on social media. I don't care. Like I was like, I don't care about social media. And that was my job. So I understand. But what I, what I love about that reference of just like lying on your mat, it was probably in those moments when you knew you had to make a change. And so the yoga mat served a really big purpose for you. Absolutely. And that's the beautiful thing about yoga is that it meets you where you're at. And you made such a beautiful point of sometimes the hardest thing is just to get there. And in those times when I was just getting there, if you will, and laying there and crying because that's all I could muster, yoga doesn't judge you. Yoga is like, just be here and let it be what it is. And that's the awareness of the practice, right? Because we see these things on social media you know, am I supposed to be twisting into like a <laughs> pretzel? Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's an option, but really the essence of the practice is coming back home to ourself and the beautiful being that you already are and nurturing that relationship and cultivating that. And we get to practice these ever essential and vital characteristics that at least for me, I know are very easy to practice on other people, like being patient and compassionate, you know, whereas yoga was like, Oh, it's okay. Just come over here and lay down. That's what you yeah. got. That's what you got. You know, and it's my own mind that was the one that was like mm-hmm. cracking the whip and saying all the things. But I love, I love that that's something that you've recognized too, because it's key. Yeah. Like I I didn't like yoga, but I worked for Lululemon and it was this is like 2005. And one day I had this moment where I realized that everyone I worked with who did yoga frequently had this glow about them. And I was like, I want that glow. I'm going to see if I can like yoga and if it actually will change me. And so I did a 30 day yoga challenge and my life changed forever. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I want to talk a bit more about your story. So you had this moment where you knew things had to change. Mm-hmm. What did you do? Great question. I went to yoga. <laughs> <laughs> yoga does fix it all. Yoga I mean, fixes, fixes a lot. Yeah. It fixes a lot. Yeah. One of my favorite sayings that my friend and I came up with, the one that I was actually working for at that time was yoga saves the day again. And so I really didn't have much in me. And so I thought, well, why don't I start to explore other parts of the practice? Because yes, the physical asana practice, the breath work, the meditation, that's like such a, a beautiful life-changing component, but there's so much more. It's literally an ancient science and there's such a depth to it. And so my teacher suggested that I start to learn more about the stories behind the poses. Oh, and I thought, oh, tell me more. I love stories. <laughs> and so I got a book called The Myths of the Asanas. And I started to explore that. And one of the stories that you may not have heard yet, but you've probably, I'm willing to bet, if you've been on a yoga mat at least once or twice, have done at least one of the warrior poses. Yes? Yes. I mean, uh-huh. like I'm saying yes on behalf of my listeners. Yes. Exactly. I, I love it. I love warrior too. Give me it's a warrior such, too. <laughs> it's such an awesome pose, right? There's such a power to it. And there can also be a softness and a subtlety mm-hmm. to it. And I love that. Yeah. So yes, answer yes for everybody. Cause pretty much anybody that's been anywhere near your yoga mat <laughs> has done one of those. Yeah. And it's such a staple because they're so powerful, but what a lot of people didn't realize, and I didn't know up until that point is that there's actually an ancient story 
behind the poses that tells us of the journey of the warrior, which is a metaphor for the journey that we're on when we practice yoga, but also ultimately the metaphor that we're all on, especially for those of us in entrepreneurship or business ownership is the charging after our mission, making our way around obstacles. And so, for example, warrior one has a very different shape than warrior two, warrior three, and that's the chapter of where he's at in his journey and warrior one we're carving our way and he's on his way towards his mission warrior two as you experience yourself and your listeners too is that powerful presence and that's when he arrives on the scene he's about to take action on what he's about to do and there's a quality of balance that comes to all of it because we want to make sure that we are both in the action and activation and strength, which is so important. And I think is such an empowering part of the practice. But if we're all go, 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 then we can burn ourselves out. Right. So it's a beautiful mm-hmm. metaphor because we want to balance that with the softer, more feminine easefulness, the being aspect of the practice. And so we want to bring that in as well. And so I started to learn more about this story and I thought, wow, this is so incredible. I really hadn't understood the depth and why the architecture was different. And then it started to kind of speak to me in a sense and started to show me that within each of those warriors, there's different characteristics that build up the architecture of the pose that it's actually activating within us when we practice. And it's helping us to cultivate so much more depth of awareness and attention within ourselves. And so I started to really see the practice totally differently mm. because I wasn't necessarily physically active, but I was really exploring that intricacy and the subtleties of it, of the mental aspect of it. And so I realized, wow, this is so incredibly powerful, so incredibly transformative. And what it allowed me to become by going through that journey, I thought I need to share this with the world because this is really important. Yeah. (laughs) So that was my tool set. And so that's really like how I was able to get out of that crumbled heap and back into feeling myself and cultivating that resilience and really standing back up in my strength. I, oh, I love that. Oh my gosh. Wait, what was that book called again? The Myths of the Asanas. Oh, I want to read it. That's super cool. So now you have this like epiphany, you have this transformative experience of, you know, reading this book and learning more about these poses, like, you know, the warrior poses. And then what did you do? Like, how did you, how did you transition into what you were doing now? And what are you doing now? How are you taking these lessons and helping others? Yes. And the beauty of it is, is that it really was a step-by-step sort of journey because I was so tired that I was like, okay, well, I can't go like full force back to what I was doing before. So I let it be nurturing in the sense that it met me where I was at. Right. And if I could just do a little bit, then I would continue to explore it a little bit more. But I believe, and this is what I help my clients with is that something we all struggle with is consistency with things, but that's really where the magic is. And so even if it's only just a few minutes in the morning, it really set the tone for everything that I was doing. And going back to what I mentioned earlier is that I felt like I was doing all the things to try to like move myself forward in my business and my life and, you know, manifestation, all of those beautiful tools. But I was so overwhelmed with all of the things that I wanted to do that I realized that I wanted to weave it all together into a tool set that I could make the foundation of my day by starting my day that way every day. And so that became my go-to of connecting to my vision, experiencing it now and using the practice to fully embody it. And so then I realized 
okay, this is so powerful. This is so important. Mm -hmm. And I've been sharing it that way for years. But then, of course, over the course of the last few years, it became even more important for people to have the tools to feel grounded and to know that they are resilient and be courageous in challenging moments and all of the ups and downs that we've gone through over the last few years. And so was such a beautiful way to share these tools by connecting other people in my community as well as around the world. And so making them approachable because sometimes, you know, we think we want to do yoga or we see the glow that we see in other people. And we try, we look at it. We're like, Hey, I can't bend like that. Oh my goodness. No. I can't. <laughs> and so make it approachable and doable and also help people understand the why behind what you're doing, like why the pose is shaped like that and what it's activating within you. So it gives them a depth of understanding of the practice, but ultimately of themselves. I love that. Oh, so good. I love when I'm in a yoga class and the teacher is explaining on a deeper level, not just about transitioning and where your body should be positioned, but the deeper meaning. I really like learning while I do the poses because you're right. It does help me have a deeper understanding, but it's also lessons I can take with me throughout my day. And I'm a... I'm on Peloton. So I got a Peloton and I've been doing their yoga and strength training classes. And there's some really great instructors there. So I'm excited to maybe one day even like take a class from you. I want to know what's your morning routine? Like, tell me what's life like when you wake up, what do you do? Love it. Yes. So my first morning part of the morning is when I wake up, because for a long time I would wake up to anxiety. And I would wake up into that sort of feeling. And so I developed this practice years ago and I've continued it is that before I get out of bed, I place my one hand on my belly and one hand on my heart and I breathe and just ground myself into the day. And typically saying, I am safe. I am loved. I am safe. I am loved. And that was a habit with the anxiety that was very soothing for me, but it's just such a beautiful nurturing way to start the day. And then when I go to put my feet on the floor before I stand up, so that first pivotal pivotal feet on the floor, ready to go, there's a habit that was um, developed by BJ Fogg. And he, he's, he's all about the, the technique of habits and habit stacking. And the first habit, the most powerful habit is to say, today's going to be a good day. <laughs> Whether you believe it or not, you know, we can program our mind. We know that we're powerful like that. So that's what I say to myself first. And then as I'm drinking my warm lemon water, because my body likes that, even though I live in a really warm climate, <laughs> it doesn't like cold water very much. I drink my warm lemon water and I go into my gratitude and my big visioning and connecting to the elevated emotional state of that and beginning to experience it now and really diving into that exploration. And typically I'd like to do some statements and affirmations. You can't see me, but you might hear that I'm tapping. So I like to do tapping because it's again, very soothing for a nervous system and then decide on what my intention is for the day that will help me to move towards my vision for what I'm creating in my life and myself. So I like to focus on one essential quality, one essential way of being for my practice. And so in yoga, we call that a sankalpa. So that is a Sanskrit word that means a dedication to the truth. So the truth is we have what we need inside of us, but we get to cultivate it and begin to really activate it. So I set a sankalpa for my practice and then I use the practice. So I say that I want to feel grounded and open-hearted, then I use the physical practice. And whether that's, again, if I'm tuckered out, it's just relaxing and breathing or what have you, or more energizing, dancing. And so, because I have been personal trainer and yoga teacher for about 17 years, and I realized that they each have pieces of them that they're missing, but when we piece them together, 
together, they're very powerful. So integrating cardio and strength and dance, and then the softness and the stability and the stretching of yoga. So I weave that together in my morning routine. And I mean, I love to have a luxurious practice, but sometimes it's like 10 minutes. Typically I like at least a minimum of 45 minutes more is amazing, but that's my non-negotiable amount of time of movement time with myself. And then I love to finish it up by going out and standing on the grass and I ground myself and then mm -hmm. I connect up through my channel and I really settle in for my decision and intention for the day. Take that a little further and then, yeah, I'm on my way. What a beautiful, how long is that? All? First of all, beautiful. I got all the things that want to come out of my mouth. One beautiful. I love that. That's such a beautiful morning like routine and practice. How long does that all take you? Typically all in, I mean, if I'm keeping it snug because I have morning things and it's a minimum of an hour. That's, that's doable. I agree. If you only had 20 minutes, what would it look like? Yes. That's a great question. I definitely get that a lot. It's like, but I don't have that amount of time in the morning. <laughs> I mean, you could, anyone could, you just got to get up a little earlier. hundred <laughs> yes. percent. But like, if, if there's only 20 minutes, Yes. Great question. Always water, always water. We don't drink very much in the night unless you're like a nighttime drinker <laughs> while you're <Yeah>. sleeping. <laughs> we wake up, we're a little dehydrated. So it's always good to have a big drink of water. Lemon is helpful. So that's, you know, a little side bonus. So have some water while you're moving. And if you don't have time to sit down and do the journaling, then you can ground yourself while you're saying your affirmations, while you are going into your big vision, connecting to the frequency, the energy of it. So you could do that in just a couple minutes and then get your body moving because we all spend, we're both doing it now and your listeners might be doing it too. We all spend way too much time sitting down. Way too real. much, way, way too much. Way too much. I even bought a standing desk. Why don't, why don't I use it? <laughs> I know, right? It's a getting into the habit. Yeah. Yeah. Because the thing is, Sitting turns to slouching real, real quick. So really important is to energize the core muscles that hold you in strong posture, which is powerful posture. And so doing things to wake up your, your booty, your upper back, all that. So you can move your body in a way that's really nurturing and energizing in like five or 10 minutes, you know, if you want to. So say we're two minutes in with our meditation and our connection. And then if you give yourself you know, 15 minutes of movement and stretching, or maybe stretch that to maybe 18. And then at the end, that grounding. So you could really, you know, you can like an accordion, you can stretch it or condense it. Yeah. I mean, even if you had five minutes, like that's so amazing because it really is such an intentional game changer and tone setter for the day. I, I love that. And I, I am someone who agrees like with all the things I've been through recently, um, I notice such a difference in my day. If I like pull an Oracle card and meditate and journal and set intentions for the day versus when I don't like, there's a huge difference in my day. And I think, you know, I was lucky to work with various, you know, healers to help me begin on this path and use like, I know you don't call yourself a healer of sorts, but what you're, what you're teaching and what you do, it's, it's healing. How do, how do people work with you? Like what, how do people get into your world besides clicking on the links in the show notes? Like, how do people work with you? What's coming up that people can experience what you do? 
Well, if you want to learn more about that warrior story and experience what I do, I actually have something coming up on August 24th, and that is the Wake the Warrior Within workshop. And we are going to dive deep into the core elements of learning how to take your mind from going a mile a minute to a place of calm and focus without Netflix and a glass bottle of wine. (laughs) So using these tools very intentionally to really fully align with that purposeful powerhouse that you truly are using the practice and leveraging your time by having a session that actually strengthens your mind and your body simultaneously, because who doesn't love things that do many things all at once, really learning how to tap into the subtleties of the postures and also different exercises. So you can fully activate their amazing benefits and yes, burn as well. So you're really getting the most out of them for holistic health and learning to really come back to that place of center rather than feeling like everything is spiraling. Ah, there's so many things. There's so many, like everything pulling on your time, learning how to truly come back to that place so that you are moving into your day and into your life intentionally that way. And really remembering that you are the powerhouse. And so you get to decide how you're going to show up. So that's what we're going to be diving into on August 24th. Oh my gosh. I love that. I, I think that's so it's such a gift. It's such a gift. I mean, If you out there in the world of podcast listeners have the capacity, time, energy to learn for free, you want to feel better. I mean, who doesn't want to feel better? Check this out. Like, you know, experience, experience what Megan has to offer because she is a true shining light in this world. What she's teaching, their resilience tools, their ways to strengthen your resilience muscle. You know, back to my Lululemon days, um, Lululemon started because Chip Wilson, the founder of Lululemon, like he was a snowboarder, he injured himself and he was doing yoga to help rehabilitate himself. And he realized there wasn't anything practical for women to wear. But the whole point of that is like he was using yoga to heal. He was using yoga to heal five minutes, an hour and a half, whatever it might be you know, find time to be on the mat, be on the grass, you know, lie on your mat and breathe. But if, you know, you're going to take anything away from this conversation, if you want actually Megan, anyone to take one thing away from this conversation, what is that one thing? Hmm. That's a great question. It really is remembering that we're, far more powerful than we give ourselves credit for. And when you make that decision to give yourself that window of time, whatever that window happens to be, be it two minutes, 20 hours, what have you, it really is such a powerful tool set for the way that you show up in your life and will make everything feel lighter and more fun and playful and because it comes back to you and how you feel and that's really in my opinion one of the most important things to prioritize is how you feel so that you can show up as that vibrant patient resilient amazing you in everything you do so beautiful so beautiful thank you so much for diving in to this conversation about your story and healing and breathing and the warrior. I love that. I'm going to always think of, you know, this episode, this conversation and everything I learned from you in the future when I'm in yoga 
especially when we move into warrior two, because that's a very strong, powerful pose. And I absolutely love it. So thank you so much for sharing your gift and talent gifts. I should say gifts and talent with our listeners. And thank you to everyone who tuned in to another episode of radical resilience. Remember it is okay to not be okay. You always have your breath, wake up, drink some water, You are resilient. You can get through it. And you have a community like the Global Resilience Project. People like Megan, people like me, we are here to help you get through it. So thank you. Mm, Thank you so much for having me. That's a wrap for another episode of Radical Resilience. Do you feel inspired by this episode? You can subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast player and connect with us to join the conversation at IamResilient.info. Remember, it's okay to not be okay. And you, my friend, are resilient. Radical Resilience is a podcast created by The Resilience Project.